Hey, this your boy Laws from the other side of sports with BOK Sports 980 just reminding you to go download our app. All you got to do is go to your app store and type in parentheses, the other side of sports. You get to listen to our content whenever you want. He's lying. He's lying. Dog, I'm not lying. On Mother's Mode, you can get our app at the app store on your mobile device right now. So when you're on your commute or whenever, you can rock with us. Now, on our show. You are now tuned to the other side of BOK Sports 9 Welcome back. You're now tuned into the other side, the other side of sports. Yeah. I'm your host, Laws. Yeah. We got D, yeah. we got Jeff, we got Aaron in the building. Yeah. Rocking out. Uh, for starters, we have our questions. That's right. You already know. For today. Uh, first question on the docket. Oh, here we go. All right. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost seven years. We've even went rain shopping a couple of weeks ago. He has been abusive in the past. What? But the last time he did did it was last year. Cannot win with him. He bought me a promise ring. Can't do it. And was really remorseful and apologetic. He said he wasn't going to be overly aggressive and abusive to me anymore. We just had a blow up fight last week and the cops came. He blames me for them being called. Neighbors even thought he was grabbing and pushing me around and not letting me leave the house. We have a house together. I bought it, it's in my name, and I'm trying to plan our breakup. How do I get him out of the home? I really don't want to get a restraining order even though he threatens and is abusive because he says he'll put hands on me if I try to get rid of him. He is also out of town on business a lot. I'd love some suggestions on how to get him out. Don't ask me a dumb question you know the answer to. That's just like a part of pay grade, John, for. <laughs> uh, you ain't lying. Dang. Call the federalities, dog. Call the federalities. I, I don't. You don't have a brother, yeah. a father, an uncle? Nah, dog. Because I don't really yeah. like. You know what I mean? Getting police involved in situations unless it's, you know what I mean? Absolutely necessary ambulance involved or something, but you don't know nobody? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be like, she basically wants it to be, what it sounds like, obviously, is like her wanting it to be like a perfect world, like perfect situation as far as how this will go down, but but that doesn't exist. So, um, you know, like, like you said, Aaron, I, I don't know if she has family members that could you know, basically get him off the premises. But usually in these type of situations, like, like it's never really good. Like, it's almost like you got to end up moving like away and like getting out of Dodge without, you know, them knowing. So they can't find you. They can't locate you because all too many times uh, these type of stories that have ended up, you know, tragically, you know, from like the situation where either the restraining order isn't placed or it is placed, but the cops aren't serious about it. And so it's almost like I said, in situations that I've heard in the past, as far as, you know, watching the different shows on ID and different things like that. I mean, she's she's going to have to, like, get somebody there that can kind of facilitate him, you know, being out the situation. And then she's going to have to probably go about, like, going somewhere um, that he wouldn't suspect her to be. I mean, and it's tough because, like, just to, like, pick up and, you know, kind of start over a new life, going to a new place and things like that, that's tough. But, like, anywhere in, like, her being around the situation or, like, living in the same general area that he does, like, it doesn't really seem like a a, a good move. That's right. You already know. That zone is tough. You got the house... I, I mm. get it in your name. I mean, she she put that in there. Like, it, it's gonna be hard to uproot and like right. kind of move away. I mean, yeah. to to Aaron's point, if she had a brother or a father or uncle or somebody that was close to her like that, I don't think Cuz would be putting hands on her to begin with. You know, what Usually, I'm saying? I think yeah. in the yeah, but yeah, in most cases. I mean, if a dude is abusive, dog, they're gonna be abusive. 
like it usually doesn't matter who else but, you know what I mean is not but usually I think with Harold the point Harold's trying to make is that and you could correct me if I'm wrong is that typically um, a, a woman that's been abused by a dude before like it's not like a long going situation like she wouldn't possibly have been with him this long if like those type of in general like if those type of loved ones or um were in the picture like because she would have yeah. just left them but like they'll usually isolate those people or pick the yeah. people that don't really have the family they don't have that. like that yeah they they looking for the, the the easy targets they don't have no nobody who could really advocate on their behalf especially when they get violent or, or aggressive like that um i mean it's a tough one i i i just yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess there's some advocacy groups that you probably could contact that could give you, you know, um, advice around dealing with these situations. I mean, if somebody putting their hands on you, those type of situations that could escalate uh, very quickly and get out of hand. And, you know, I, you just kind of, you have to nip that in the bud. Like, you have to address that early. Um because things like this just get progressively worse. You know what I'm saying? Once, once he laying hands on your head, then, you know, he gave you the promise ring. I don't even know what that is, dog. Promise ring? You jump out the, the machine? Little bubblegum machine, Joe? It, it could be anything. Yeah, it doesn't. It ain't no K Jewelers, Joe. It ain't no, he ain't, it nah, ain't no wedding ring. K Jewelers, nah. It's not a, it could be a lifesaver. I don't know, man. Hey. But what is it? A promise for what? A Rain promise pop? to get married? A promise yeah. not to hit you again? Like, what yeah, is it? Yeah, right. Typically, it's a promise to get married, like, to that person, like, do something long. Then give her an engagement ring and just have that's, a long that's, Like, what's the middle? Yeah, I agree. I don't understand people necessary. with these half measures and fake commitments. Yo, I promise, Joe, ain't nothing, a, though. You know what yeah, it really that's is, a though. Whole other, other thing, though, because it's, it's a holdover, like, John. It's a holdover to keep you in, keep you in line. Like, yeah, you know. I ain't give you engagement. I can't afford it, but I give you the promise ring, and it kind of gives you this <laughs> this false sense of hope, like it's gonna happen. You know what I'm trying to say? That's yeah, what it's but really even, But but even beyond that, like I mean, it's like she gotta find a way to leave him from the standpoint of like she shouldn't be thinking about like marrying a dude like that's abusing her in the first place. I mean, because like even though um, you know it might be a period where like the abuse is dormant. Like, typically, like, an abuser always abuses again. I mean, the percentages are very high uh, under those circumstances. You know, I'm not all for, like, completely writing people off. Like, you know, people, typically, you want to give them second chances. But, like, it sounds like this has been something that he's done more than um, once. And so, like, even to be thinking about marrying him, saying he gave you a promise ring and this and that a third, and it does sound like you're trying to get away from that so it doesn't matter. But like, yeah, that should have. That's definitely you shouldn't. I don't yeah, think that's, that's the right move. Yeah, that should have yeah, been though. Yeah, she just gotta yeah, get out. I, I don't. I don't know what kind of advice I can give you honestly in that situation. To me, I would. I don't like getting the authorities involved, but it seems like you're at that point. Yeah, you know, because the prom, promise ring, John. That John is a payday loan, dog. That John will come back to honor, dog. <laughs> Six months. She yeah, goes and, like, and like and like Harold said, it's that's actually good advice in terms of like a advocacy groups or um, you know, that you know, maybe the yeah, like church, research church or domestic group. violence, yeah. yeah, like church, like sometimes you said. sometimes well, you know, you get in a, a good a good group, you know, that they, they have, you know, advocacy groups, church groups that, that can come and like be like, you know, you know, youngin ain't gonna put hands on you if it's if it's Four deacons from the church, you know what I'm saying, on, on supporting hey, you and like trying to help. What abusive babies do you know? These babies is crazy. They not thinking logically. If you put hands right. on a woman in the first place, dog, these are damaged, mentally unstable people. Yeah, they can't you be. Have to either, That's true. Right, you gonna have to either go a level above where he willing to go, or probably call the police, dog. Like as much mm-hmm. as I hate to yeah. say that. And see, and the thing about it is, like, just to kind of piggyback on that, Aaron, like, that's really the route, but, like, when she, when she goes that route to, like, for a straining order or for police to kick him out, like, as Harold mentioned earlier, I mean, she still owns the house, so you're still in that house like a sitting duck, whatever, like, that, because even though a restraining order is put on him and if, you know, that person comes within however many feet, they could be thrown in jail, but that's if the police get there in time before something tragic happens because that's yeah. how, you know what I mean and it don't matter at that point like if they didn't make it to you and you no longer are here oh my god 
This is all I got. Don't take my baby, okay? And, like, what difference do it make that, you know what I mean, he in jail now? You know, I mean, of course, so it won't happen to anybody else. But in terms of for your own benefit, well, that doesn't week. really help you. Or a weekend, right? Because, like, a lot, they really don't take domestic violence as serious they don't. as they don't. it should. Um, because it's basically a bunch of men making the decisions for women. But it's just, yeah, it's a tricky situation. It's like definitely, like Jeff said, way above our pay grade to even be able to approach that situation. I don't want to give you any that's... type of advice that's going to be honest, honestly. <laughs> hey, hey, get this young way split out here because we're trying to Breaking news uh, Pat's trade Brandon Cooks to the Rams for. Uh, fourth round. Uh, they portray Brandon Cooks in a fourth round pick. What? Um, in exchange for a first and a sixth round pick. Bro, what are you talking um, about, man? Are the Rams like? Is this? What is this, though? What are they doing? A thirst move, though. That was a thirst. You can't give up a one to get Brandon Cooks. Yeah, a one. Oh goodness. Would the Patriots give up a two? If that? Nah, Patriots gave up a fourth. Yeah, you said get before, four, uh, but that's it. No, they, to get yeah, cooks from the Saints. Oh, from to the get Saints. Cooks from yeah. the Saints. Oh, yeah. They got. I think they gave up a fourth. No, because no, 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 he was cooking when they got him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the thing that's crazy is they got more on their return. <laughs> how does well, the Patriots that didn't work game, with them? <laughs> how they do it? Belichick, how do they do it? Bell, the fourth. How? Like, they just got a second-round <laughs> pick for him last year, and now you're going to trade him for a first, and he had the worst season? His season was nah, not it look, good. It look, it, this, on what I'm reading right here, it says Saints trade Brandon Cooks to Patriots for number 32 picks. So it was a first-round joint. It should be yeah, 23. The Rams pick 23. Yeah, yeah. 23rd pick. Yeah. Nah, I'm talking about, you. didn't y'all say who who did the, oh, the oh, Saints trade the, to the Patriots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they gave up a... Uh, a thirty, a thirty-second pick. So that's a first-round joint. Oh, um, so they moved but, up nine spots <laughs> after the battle slump. But think about that though. That was at the end of the like the last pick in the first round. Like, right. and you get a higher pick the following year when he had a, a, a worse of a season. Relax. You ain't got the answers. Bro, I'm asking you. You a ain't question. been doing the education. Bro, and just Patriot oh, way, though. How? Anyway, I feel I like did. this is a response to the Rams getting told no on Odell Beckham. Because, you know, they got all excited about getting a new receiver to come and pair with uh, the quarterback and um, Gurley. So I felt like after they got told no, they was like, okay, who and can then they still go got, And they still got Woods, too, correct? Yeah, they still yeah, got Woods. For like another yeah, so, two three, three. Uh, yeah, they trying, was trying to replace Watkins or whatever on that mm-hmm. on that other side. But, um, this, I this mean... This might be a downgrade if Joan don't worry. It might... It could, I mean, I mean, I'm not it saying Brown, be, this is not... But, it might, it might, it might work too. I mean, you know, uh, we know, we know what McVeigh's done offensively. I mean, it's just Cooks is just so, so small, young, like, and it's just like, <laughs> like outside of Deshaun Jackson, like he's to me like been like the best like small receiver like in our air. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, like those guys. He got guys his, he got his wig for Daddle. You saw he got his and, wig yeah, for Daddle in the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, in the Super Bowl, and it was done for the game. And for and, and yeah. the whole thing about it that blew me is it's like where was his like awareness on that jump? Like he was like you got like you just running like you're not on the NFL field. Like like if, if you watch that play again, it's like dog. How did you allow yourself to get knocked up out of there like that? Oh, his soul, his soul <laughs> came out. You said it was not on the Super Bowl. Not at all. Ghost dad dog. That soul came out his body. You know, five seconds with you guys. Ghost dad. I mean, the one thing is this though: if someone's gonna make him successful, it's McVeigh. So I mean, that's the one thing that maybe they saw the potential of what he was with Sean Payton and in the Saints the year before he went to the Pats, and probably doing the same thing with LA. So maybe they just seen the potential in it more than what have you done for me lately type of thing. And McVeigh is a great office of mine right now already. So, I mean, he going he gonna to put up more numbers than he did last year. Let's put it like that. Yeah, and I mean, and it's so, funny because I'm looking at the numbers right here. It's, it wasn't that significant of a drop-off. I mean, like with the Saints the year before, he had 78 receptions, 1,173 yards, 15 yards per carry, uh, I mean, per catch, and eight touchdowns. Last year, he had 65 catches, 
1,082, 16.6, and 7 touchdowns. So it wasn't really that much. The production was almost the same. And that's, you know, playing with the Patriots who had, you know, all those, the other receivers and tight ends, and we know how they spread the ball around. So, I mean, you can't really say that his performance was anything less than what it was with the Saints, being that, you know, like I said, the Patriots spread the ball around, and he still basically put up identical numbers. I hear that, but he still got more out of his pick the following year. It's a the, yeah. the commodity is a year older. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> hey, hats to the Patriots. They did it. I hope the Rams, they're just trying to... He's only 24, though, so a year older. He's young. He's young. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Dog, so what about Odell? You know, on the flip side, is he is he going anywhere? Is it still fodder, D? Is it is it not... Are we just cooking up dust? Because... Cause, I mean, this all it, came out of the ego of the owners of the Giants. Instead of just saying, no, he's not available. It, none of this would have happened. It is more about them than it is about the team. But they had to do what you know people like that have to do. Well, anybody's, nobody's untradeable. You cannot win with him. And then that started all of this, though. All you got to do is say, no, he's not available. He's stupid. It's the best receiver in the league right now. Best receiver Giants have ever had on their roster. He's not available. That's it. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I think it would have to take a lot. This is my thing. If they were going to do something, this would be the year to do it because next year you're going to have to pay them. So the bottom line is, is that going to be a distraction for the rest of the season? I don't know if they're willing to do with that, deal with that or not. But I think a lot of this is media kind of like making this mohel into a mountain type of thing. And I don't know What's how the- much behind the scenes is really going on with Odell and the ownership. What's the percentage that he gets traded at the during the draft? Zero percent. He's not going anywhere. Oh, no. yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think he's going to get traded though. I think. So y'all all think it's zero percent chance that he gets traded? Zero. I, I said he's the best receiver in football when healthy, though. Period. Like this, no, he is like one of the best receivers to me outside of. This in this era. So you had Randy Moss, and to me, he's like the next dude. Like that's how great he is. Don't listen to sh- he's an idiot. All right, that's what we got to say about that. Why would you trade that at this at this stage in his career? I just I just don't. Especially especially when you think about like what really has he done? Like in the grand scheme of things, like that's how I look exactly. at it. I think I he think hasn't done like, anything. Though. Yeah. Like, I think it's New York media. Right, that's why. right, dog. Like it's it's ridiculous, and like no one's like stopping going to uh, the Giants games, and, and because like you know he was in a room with what appears to be a blunt in the off season. Like no one's no no fan is like I'm not rocking with the Giants, so that's costing you money. Like Odell brings fans to the stadium, no matter Shady. where he plays. No matter if you're a Giants, it don't matter if you're a Giants fan. You could be a Jets fan and be rocking an Odell jersey. Like, that's what is I'm weed saying. illegal over there where he was? Because he was overseas, correct? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm not familiar. You know, in the league, it's illegal. It doesn't matter. Because he can go to yeah. Denver and it's legal there and it still be illegal. Cause by the yeah, league, and Washington. Because yeah. like, like you said, some of those places play in uh, states and right. where it's legal, but it's still illegal for the league. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. But the thing is, um, they they weren't going to go out aside their normal testing for him because obviously he's never failed the test and you know it's the off season like he the thing you like get one per he, year if you test him and he passed then he good the rest yeah, of the year and he good until <laughs> you know it. what I mean until they in tonight and when they in the testing cycle so like like to to make it like it's all this big issue and this and that and the third like it's it's just pretty ridiculous but I'm gonna like, tell you woo getting back to the Rams though they're I think they're trying to win a chip like this year I definitely guess. I think so too because if you look at all the guys they brought in they didn't bring in guys long term this is all like short term trying to mm-hmm. win a chip like this season let's get this chip because they're, they're not going to be able to pay all those guys they, they traded for and got in the offseason because they're all on like their last year of their deal or second mm-hmm. to last year on their deal so right this is what the Rams are doing. Hopefully it doesn't backfire on them. You know what I'm saying? Because you kind of go all in like this, it may or may not work. But I guess for them, they've been a failing franchise for so long. 
Mm. What, what do you got to lose at this point? Uh, last night we had an NCAA national championship, Villanova uh, in, in Michigan. Uh, Villanova wins this game, 79-62. Dante DiVincenzo, mm-hmm. 31 buckets, was cooking. Dog, this Bama, Billy Hoyle. Can I call him Billy Hoyle while we here? <laughs> was frying, dog. That's right. You already know. Off the bench, yeah. 31. First of all, yeah, I, that block was amazing. Yeah. I, that I, block I, was, was amazing. Yo, Bama's get hype off dunks and stuff like that. But I like, I get hype when when a person basically like they they show their will in a defensive play. You know, like the Bama was about to pike on him. Yeah. When he drove to the rack, he was trying to yam on his That's head. Right, you already know. And when he jumped up, I was like, oh, like almost like don't don't jump, dog. Like get up. Ah. And when he blocked it with two hands and stuffed two him hands. at the rim, I was like. Hold on, my man was ready to play. Uh, I think if, if if you're looking at draft prospects, and I know it's just one game, and I know you can't get too overly hyped. <laughs> you know how I get decisive. You already know how I get decisive. It's ridiculous. But dog, a two-handed block, like like that, he showed heart in the game. I'm ready. I'm here. Came out cooking, shooting jays, driving to the lane, like he was on a mission. And in big games, when you show up like that, to me, it, it means something, dog. I don't know if he'll be a cooker like that at the next level. Maybe not. But, you know, I, I'm at least intrigued to, to to look at him a little closer, dog. Because most most cats that come out is um, it's not, not going like that. Yeah. Is he coming out is the question. Or is he yeah, going to get to the starter minutes and be a lottery pick next year? Yeah, I don't know. Because what what is what was he, like a redshirt sophomore or something like that? Freshman. Freshman. Yeah, he was a redshirt junior. He, I think he broke his foot his freshman year. So the Bama, like, okay. 20, I think. Okay, yeah, because uh, I... I like I looked up and I found out because they were talking about they called him the uh in Delaware they called him the White Jordan or whatever. So I was like, yeah, let me <laughs> let me let me look this Bama up and see where he went to school. And sure enough, like he from Wilmington and went to this Catholic high school that's like eleven minutes from me. So I was like, I wonder mm-hmm. do they got any other ballers at that zone? I might have to slide through and check check out some oh, games cool. because with the him and then of course. Yeah, and of course, and then of course, uh, Duval was from here. I got people that know him, the freshman at Duke. So they they got some ballers up here like that. I really ain't expect. So I'm gonna have to slide through some high school games, checking out, checking out some players and whatever. I just do it. He's lying. He's lying. He lying. Oh my God. Uh, Villanova got a squad. I mean, in this game, it was back and forth for you know the first. I say pretty much the first half and as as it got close to the end of the first half that's where you saw Villanova just kind of impose their will I mean Michigan was balling they were they were trying hard but unfortunately Villanova just had too too much you know what I'm saying Jalen Brunson was out there jump just being a leader like he is uh they got ballers though all up up and down the uh Villanova roster my man though I think if I'm when you're looking at NBA prospect talent the guy on that team that I feel like probably has the most potential for me personally, just watching that game and what they did throughout the tournament, is Mikael Bridges. I I, I think he's gonna be nice. Six seven, can shoot the you know shoot outside. You know is is just a good solid player. Um, I, I think he's the from my estimation just the the best prospect on that team. And I know a lot of people like Jalen Brunson. You know, but just the size that that Bridges has, his ability to shoot outside, his ability to, you know create his own shot. Of course, he'll have to work on you know some things, you know his handles, ball handling skills. But he can score, and he got the size to to be at the next level. Um, yeah, it was a good game. It was a good game. I watched it to the end, bust my eyelids because you know that jump started at nine when Aaron told me it started now. Like, what oh, more my. do you want from me? Goodness, dog. Oh, Why they do this to you? They always do that, dog, you know, with them championships. Always, dog. Yeah, come on. Uh, but, you know, it was, it was a good championship game. Uh, they got another chip. Villanova, two, two, two for three. Uh, winning the national championship. So prop, props to them. Shout out to them. On some more football. 
Sewer Cravens, now a Bronco, says he's not a quitter. He lying. Well, do we, is, is he telling the truth or is he just trying to say that to, so that his new team can have confidence in him? Um, were the skins stupid for shipping him away or they should have kept him? Well, what's the deal with that? Is that what they were saying about him being a quitter in the locker room or something like that? And that's why they got him up out of there? Or what was the reasoning for him saying that? Swearinger I mean, had been vocal about um, him needing an explanation as to why all of a sudden he just popped up and, and left the team. Um, he had said it a couple times on TV, on interviews that, you know what I mean? He never gave an explanation as to why he just up and rolled out. Okay. And that it might be an issue with him coming back into the locker room. So I'm assuming that has something to do with it. I mean, will he be missed? I thought he played well for y'all. And he had to learn a new position last year. He was playing more like that. Uh, then he like moved more to linebacker last year. Like he was playing safety. more like in the front. He was playing safety, but he was playing more like as a linebacker. Yeah. And so he was kind of learning that position. I thought he, at first he, he took some time, but I thought he played well. I don't see why you would trade that type of talent that early in his career and not make it work out. I don't know. There has to be something going on behind the scenes that created this situation. Um, I don't know if it's one of those bully kind of situations or what the case may be, but it's something beyond what we all know and what the team or he is saying that had to have happened. That's right. You already know. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear his side. He came on the podium and just was like, I'm not a quitter and talked about it, but he didn't really give any information as to what what occurred, he was like, just at this time, I'm focused on my new team. And, and you know, maybe sometime in the future, I'll be able to speak on it. But as of right now, I'm just trying to figure out how I can integrate into my new team or whatever. So, I mean, he didn't really say much about what went on here in Washington, but I mean, eventually we'll find out, you know what I'm saying? The, the stuff from this city always seems to find its way to the, to the front page. Yeah. So, I, I guess it'll come out at some point. But I, I'm not really so sure that him, like, he will do all that great with the Denver Broncos. I mean, after his injury, it seemed like he kind of took his foot off the pedal um, with us, so. You think so? Yeah. I thought he played yeah, well, well, though. He was one of the up and nah, think... players from that draft class who was supposed to take that next step, but he just quit. And training, well, I don't want to say quit because I don't know what happened, but just decided he wasn't playing. That's another need the Redskins got to fill. Uh, Jim Moore comes out and talks about uh, Josh Rosen and says, quote unquote, he needs to be intellectually challenged um, and that he's always asking the question, why? Uh, why does it seem like, you know, the media is taking some of these things negatively and trying to spin what Jim Moore was saying as a as a negative pushback on, on Josh Rosen going to the next level. Yeah, I mean like the thing is like some some things that he, he said have been like kind of on the fence like like there may be kind of slight them but then again it's not necessarily a big deal but my thing is like why are you like talking so much like if, if he don't you know, bother you or this and that. Like, you're not the first coach that's coached a, a high prospect draft, uh, quarterback. And so, like, and I don't necessarily recall all these other coaches having so much to say about, you know, their guy about to be drafted. Like, just just don't really say too much. Like, don't, don't, don't say nothing. Like, if, but, I mean, it does seem like you had some issues with him and that y'all clash. Like, mm-hmm. the outside looking in. Like, there's no nobody's like being naive about the whole situation because, like I said, this just isn't something that's normal that you see. That's the impression I got too. That even though he was trying to give glowing praise and trying to, you know, put forth the the message that you know Rosen is a great player, I still kind of felt like, you know, there was some underlying yeah. uh, tension between the two during the course of, you know and playing under his tutelage. So just to what level that was would just be interesting to know. I mean, it's clear it's clear that Rosen has, you know, he he he's outspoken. He'll say whatever's on his mind. Um, you know, the fact that he, he, you know, asked the question why, I think that's a good thing. The fact that he wants to know 
you know, why he's being asked to do certain things or what the purpose is. Maybe it, maybe it's that Jim Ward couldn't tell him why, and that he was frustrated with that because he couldn't explain. <laughs> it never can, though. You know, football has a culture where it's like that old world mentality of that just do what I say, thing. don't question. Right, exactly. And I've been thinking about this in the kind of funny way people have been wording some of these things, even though just like um, who's the other guy, like Odell, it, it's nothing really that you can say that he's done to warrant this. And my thing that I keep coming to is I feel like they fear he's going to be like the white Kaepernick. And they fear a white guy taking the same stances as some of these other guys and normalizing, kind of being opinionated about politics and things like that. And I think that's what they're scared of. Because mm. he's, he's been caught wearing like a F Donald Trump hat and stuff like that. They can't afford to have a white guy siding with these other players that they're trying to control with fans and people being irate and quote unquote losing money. I feel like that's the real fear that they have of Josh Rosen being himself um, and coming into the NFL. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's on a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. That's a, that's a great point. I mean, I, I think, I mean, we know Josh Rosen will get, get drafted. I mean, that's, that's going to happen. Um, I'd just be curious to know if these things are going to hold him back from potentially being the leader of a team or the head of a team. I mean, it, I, I guess what team he's drafted to definitely plays a part in it. Do, so do, do you, you guys see this? this question, though? Do you think he would slide down uh, from maybe where he can get picked? I, I, I think he's the third best quarterback in this draft class. But do you say, do you think that because of this type of stuff, coming from his coach, like why would a coach do this anyways? But that would hurt his draft stock per se, possibly coming from, you know, more who was in the league. And so do they do these owners and GMs and, and coaches take this stuff, you know what I'm saying, to what he said with a grain of salt? Or do they really listen and soak it in and then maybe move him down their board? Like, do y'all think he's going to slide? It just depends on the franchise. Some teams it can't afford can't afford to slide him down because they are already losers. And you know, if you have the potential to bring in a guy who, you know, some some say he has a, I think in mind like like uh, Peyton Manning potentially just to be able to uh, dissect defenses and, and, and learn to that level to pass up that type of guy. I just don't. I don't think you can afford to do that. You know what I'm saying? And he got the protection for the complexion working in his favor. So I don't, I don't really see a franchise really knocking him down the peg because of this. Me personally, if it was a contest between him and Donald going number one, I definitely think he's not going number one now mm-hmm. because that's another card that he kind of played is that blue collar city. You know how how Ohio is. You hear about all those stories that come out of there and what kind of people are there. So for me. I think the franchise would basically, if it was close, they're going to be like, man, forget that. We're just going to go ahead with Darnold. If they have him close, of course. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't really think that it'll it'll affect um, too much of where he was going to go. Because I, I don't, to me, it just never seems like he was going to go number one. Like, just, um, you know, through following things. But, like, as far as, like, the other, like, higher picks, I don't really think that it's going to affect that. Because yeah, like you said, Harold, like it's too many people that desperate for quarterback. quarterbacks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, especially the Jets. So I can see the Jets going after him if yeah. if uh, if uh, Donald goes number one or Baker Mayfield. Uh, well, we gonna see how that that plays out. I mean, I think he could be end up in a Jets uniform. Um, that's that's very likely. Uh. On to some basketball. NBA's coming down to the wire. We got five games left for many of the teams. A couple teams got six. Uh, We got the Eastern Conference set up. Right now, the Raptors in the first seat. Celtics second. Cleveland third. 76ers fourth. Pacers fifth. Wizards sixth. The Heat seventh. And the Bucks eighth seed right now. Now, that could fluctuate a little bit. Um, I actually, and this is, 
I know I'm gonna say this because I know y'all already gonna come down on me, so I'm gonna just put it out there early, so I can you know put my shield up uh, for what's gonna come next. But I got a prediction that Stern's orders is gonna play full effect in this one. Oh, oh man. man, why you doing that? I got a prediction oh, that the Cleveland God. Cavaliers Yo. are gonna actually move down to the fourth seed and that the 76 is going to move up to the third seed and end up playing the Wizards. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Because I think when you look at the landscape of the East, I think that the league is league orders that they don't want to cancel out two potential teams that could generate a lot of revenue in in, in in this NBA playoffs by having the first round be matched up with Cleveland versus the Wizards. Can't do it. I think they'd rather have the Wizards versus, versus the 76ers and have Cleveland versus the Pacers so that they don't actually cancel out the better teams on the Eastern Conference that could generate revenue down in, 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 later in the playoff. What are y'all thoughts on that? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I just think it's going to really boil down the schedule. I mean, because LeBron already, um, you know, said that he was playing all 82. Now, granted, like in some of them, a, la- a, a couple of those last games, like he might just play a small amount of minutes just to be like, I played in all 82. But I think that it's like it's truly going to come down to schedule um, because you're looking at both teams probably maybe have about five games or so left. So, um, like, looking at uh, the Cavs' schedules, they play, they're playing the Raptors tonight, they play the Wizards, then the Sixers, the Knicks, and then, and then the Knicks again. So, really, it really might come down to that Cavs-Sixers uh, game. Like, if the Cavs beat Toronto tonight, or even if they lose to Toronto tonight, then they, they'll play the Sixers uh, so it might come down to that game to see who gets that third spot like more than likely it will come down to that game so I don't think it's a stamp that that's what the league is trying to do or the Cavs are trying to do for that matter to slide because you know the Wizards kept talking all of this last year that the Cavs were trying to avoid them but I don't think that's necessarily the case I think it's just going to come down to that game that when they play the Sixers well, it, look, it look like the Wizards trying to avoid them because these Bama's losing games I mean oh. I, it, it look like they trying to slide down <laughs> so they can play well, even the Celtics. Well, like I said, we gonna see uh, after after tonight's games because that's the Cavs' next two games: the Wizards and then the Sixers. So, mm-hmm. like that'll be good to watch from both of those standpoints. Like to see whether, like, okay, yeah, this, uh, what, 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 what we we do come a series. Yeah, but you but you know this is this is Stern's order, though. This is all part of the plan. They want to see the revenues. They want to see what it's looking like so they can do uh, an analysis before the playoffs start to see, you know, we got star power in these games. What what these revenues looking like? It's a business, dog. They definitely in the boardroom looking at the numbers like, all right, what these two games going to do? You ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers, Sway. I've been doing this more than you. John Wall is back with me. I think that. I think I think actually, you know, this year, like the playoffs are intriguing on both both uh sides, like on the East and the Western Conference. Like because like these matchups are some good matchups. Like mm-hmm. even even Giannis playing against like if it were to stop right now and they're in the AC playing against Toronto. You know, Boston, Miami, of course Miami always play tough. Whether it's Cleveland versus Washington or Philly versus Washington and then Indiana. Indiana might end up third too. So, you know, I think that. You really trying to watch Indiana though, though? I'm just saying, in terms of. I'm saying, in terms of. That's what I'm saying. They are high, but I'm not trying. And Ola Depot. Ola Depot, he. Like, he just. Yeah, but. But is he a superstar? I mean, but dog, he trying to. I be. mean, I don't know. He's trying to be like he yeah. put up. He put up numbers this year. He gonna win most improved player. Did and did like it, I said, they're NBA literally investors. one game behind both of those teams. Did the NBA investors think he a superstar? He's an idiot. Don't listen to this. He's an idiot. 
All right, that's what we got to say about that. That's the question. What, he's what, not, he's what, not, what but he's mean, not though? right like, now. They have to play. They're in the playoffs. They're going to have to play somebody. Right. What you say, just bounce them because they're not going to make money? Just <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying, yes. Then, then, like I'm like saying, said, listen, uh, they play Cleveland, uh, they get bounced. No, they play Cleveland, uh, they get bounced. Like, spoiling out there. Indiana, Indiana had, they, you think, Look, you they think had the Pacers got the real past. chance to beat the Cavs? They play the Wizards and bounce the Wizards, I mean, dog. You talking like these Bama's bums. Let's right. talk about the real bums, dog. Uh, you a bum. <laughs> yeah, and then like I'm saying, dog, like at the end of the day, the Pacers got 46 wins, Philly had 46, and the Cavs got 47. So like I said, they right there in the mix. And I mean, anything can happen. I mean, like we don't expect Braun to lose in the first round. I mean, he never has. But, like, if somebody get injured, like, Kevin Love has started to become, like, injury-prone. Like, you can pretty much say that. Like, you don't know whether he's going to be there. And then all these other guys haven't really been in playoffs like that. All the other key contributors, like, minus the people that have been on the team, like Tristan and and um, JR. But the new guys that they got. So, I mean, anything can happen, dog. And, 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 and Indiana isn't going to be, like, oh. some some pushover. They're not going to be oh. a pushover, dog. Like, you're going to have to beat them. Yes. The fresh rose Letterman jacket is not gonna be posted in the back of the store. It's gonna be in the window. Come on, Jeff. You think they're gonna let LeBron be in the back of the store? No. He gonna be in the front of the store. I do not have the money. Okay. I'm telling you. Did you hear me? All, all I'm Where saying. Wait till I see the funny business kicking, dog. It's too close. Like they literally, it don't matter, dog. Like they put themselves in a position to where like that third spot is literally coming down to the last few games. So like, it's just, you know, I, I just don't really think that the league is doing anything extra because the matchups are what the matchups are for the most part. It's a change here, a change there. But I think it's, it's going to be intriguing playoffs to watch. Plus, you got to make sure that Embiid, you know, his eyes all good, too, before the, you know, the start of the playoffs. Oh, his eyes going to be good, though. You know his eyes. That battle going to be good. Pokemon that joint, like. Optical <laughs> surgery, though. He'll be wearing goggles. He probably like, going to wear that right, mask. Though. Yeah, he yeah, going to have to. Or the nah, mask. Now, nah, yeah. the mask ain't going to work. He needs some goggles, probably, because the mask going to cover <laughs> your eyes. It just cover your face. Like, if you had a bone fracture in your nose. Nah, it, co- it cover your yeah. cover. I, your, I remember the, that joint cover your you you look through your eyes. You look you got the eyes out of the jump. Remember it go to your forehead and the straps on the back. Yeah, I know, but you know I mean like, it doesn't cover like his like his eyes though. Like it, his eyes are still I see what you're saying. It covers underneath. He's gonna, he gonna have a hand right, right, with you, you talking about you want the eyes over and all of that. You like, know a know goggle mean, joint, so, like a goggle joint, like a goggle. He wanted to get the Harvey Grinch. Yeah, the whole Grinch. He didn't want to get poked in the eye like the three stooges. The, the you know what were they? Like, the rat, the rat, the rat specs. Yeah, he was one of them jumps. Yeah. Uh, John Wall's back with the Wizards. Uh, first game back had fifty. 10 and 14. Of course, they, they kind of slow walk him because he didn't play on the back-to-back. But, uh, I mean, he looked and good they, in that game. And they got washed by the Bulls, dog. Yeah, they did get washed. But he didn't play in that game. So, you know. It's the they, Bulls. They got the worst, one of the worst they, records in the yeah, league, though. It didn't matter whether, you know what I mean? It is for all the people that was gassed up talking about they were better without Wall <laughs> right. and they lose to the Bulls. Hold on, hold on, dog. Like, hold on, hold on. You coming for them? All the people are running the people. <laughs> to western conference you got the rockets at the top spot 62 15 warriors below them trailblazers spurs thunder jazz timberwolves and then the pelicans you know, that whole talk about the Spurs not making the playoffs, that died out. They definitely getting in the playoffs now. Um, I think Pop's going to do his best Popovich impression and get a W in the first round. Uh, the way it's set up right now, they play the Thunder. And I wouldn't be surprised if they shot the world and beat the Thunder in the first round without Kawhi Leonard. Um if, if they ranked above the Thunder without Kawhi, so why would that be a shock to the world? Nah, because you know I mean, how you know, people the playoffs just... be different. Yeah. The playoffs they different. They do, though. but we all know that. But, but, it's Carmelo oh, going to stand in one spot and shoot jump shots. Though, so, I mean, 
don't know. I don't. <laughs> I expect if the, the Spurs in the playoffs to get a W against the Thunder, though. I don't know, dog. I'm not without Kawhi. I don't know. We might need to take a poll out there. Yeah, and we might have to put some bread on that. And like, if that happened, I don't think they're gonna beat Westbrook for a seven game series, though. And and it ain't gonna go to seven, dog. No, but all you gotta do is stop Westbrook. That's it. No, but what about Paul George? Like, come on, he gonna get you his number. He gonna get you his twenty three and and ten, but. Carmelo going to stake it up, put up a bunch of jump shots and not make nothing. You're not really worried about uh um, he not stra- he not strapping nobody either. So he never oh, did. I'm not worried about the Thunder for real. Yeah. Dog, but I'll I put mean, it this way. If that matchup does fall into place, we could put some bread on that, Aaron, because I got the Thunder beating him without Kawhi. Yeah, just well, remind me. Rock, uh are the Rockets gonna get out the first round? They played the, potentially the Pelicans, the Nuggets, or the Clippers. I think they get out of the first round yes. this year. Timberwolves. Yeah, I think they go to the Western Conference Finals. Well, Timberwolves they go into the, the chips, bro. Nah, nah, I don't know about that. It's Golden like, State gonna make it out the first third. round. Why you asking those questions, though? That's right. You already know. Come on. Ah, I can't bet that. They play the Timberwolves. Is Jimmy Butler gonna be back in playoffs? Right? Are they gonna get out the first round? No, bet that. Timberwolves. I like talking like that. Bet that. Timberwolves That's gonna be I a tough to out, tough out for whoever they play. They're gonna be a tough out. Um, I just think Bro, they don't play no Towns defense, dog. Coming in the zone, they don't. But Carl Anthony Towns is a game changer, dog. Batman has what sixty the other night. It don't matter, dog. Like they they ain't been in the they ain't been in the playoffs uh, since LeBron was a rookie. And you gonna sit up here and tell me that they just gonna <laughs> go in there and they gonna beat? They, you know what I mean? Like and they gonna beat. Golden State? Like, come on, dog. You, I'm you not saying it's going to be Golden State. Golden State is way that. different without Steph. Like, they, the they offense do, is, but they're is good way enough. different, dog. They, 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 it is, and they do, but they're good enough to beat them without Steph. No, I don't dispute that, but I just feel like it'll be a better series. That people are like acting like it's a wash, like they're just going to sweep them and keep it moving because it's Golden State. But the team has been struggling on offense. I mean, they're still going to put up over 100 points every game, but the offense is decidedly different without Steph, and I just think it'll be a good series in Butler's back. And they have a chance. That's all. Well, I ain't putting mean, no I, money on that joint. I, <laughs> I put money on the Spurs Thunder joint, I ain't, I ain't putting my money against Golden State. I, ain't, yeah, I don't feel like that much. <laughs> yeah, well, they five games left, young. I think it starts to, what, April? April 8th, 15th, one of them jumps? Right, probably. The, most teams' last game is on the 11th of April, so it'll probably be like that weekend. They usually start like Saturday, so whatever that, you know what I mean, whatever day that is. Uh, on our, our prospect draft review for this upcoming 2018 NFL prospects and drafts. We want the tight ends and the old linemen. You went to sleep, D, watching tape? Yeah, almost. I was struggling, bro. Eyes was heavy. Like a Chevy. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so for the tight ends, yeah, we looked at a few. Uh, who Who's your top tight end coming out? We don't even got to go through all of these bamas, dog, because they ain't all worth to go through. But who's the top dude you got coming out this, this year? I like Mark Andrews out of Oklahoma and um, what's that, Mike Jacecki out of Penn mm-hmm. State. Jacecki. No hate nurse? No, I, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> you got dope, big fella. Get off the No, you just trash, big fella. I like, you know what? That's, um, now, Jacecki reminds me of, you said what? And now, I was saying, hey, Hurst, who's, what's the Bama we used to have, young? Uh, with the red skins? Uh, with cool? the long hair, no, not Cooley. The other dude <laughs> with long hair. Block all the time. Yeah, oh, you talking about uh, Rex Man? Uh, he used to swear he had the best hands in the league. Yeah. What is his name? <laughs> Logan Paulson. Logan Paulson. <laughs> yeah, Logan Paulson. Uh, dog. That's who that Bama Hayden is. Yeah, Hayden Hurst, the old Logan Paulson head type Bama dog. Yeah. All right, go I on, mean, my bad. No, I was gonna say first of all, this tight end class is. It's not a lot of talent in this tight end class at all, which it typically really isn't. But Jaseki is like um, like last year how Evan Ingram was, or how he was more like a wide receiver than a tight end. Cause he doesn't, his blocking is okay, but he's more used 
in Penn State as a wide receiver for like majority of all the snaps. So I, I watched like maybe two or three games and that's what he was doing, was running routes. Whereas Mark Andrews was more of a balance, but he wasn't as fast as Jacek. He seemed kind of slow, even though he ran a good 40 time, but the 40 time didn't like dictate like what you saw when I watched the film. I don't know how you guys felt, but to me, he didn't run as fast as what the film showed, but he's still a big tight end. You know what I'm saying? He can catch passes. He had like eight or nine touchdowns this year. Both of them did. So to me, those are the only ones that I really saw. I didn't really look at all the other ones because I was just like, I don't got time right now to look at guys blocking all game. So, <laughs> yeah, Jaseki got like, those like though. Yeah, Jaseki is phrase, nice, though. With that and phrase, he got hands, he got too. I feel like he, he plays like a receiver. He definitely attacks the ball at the highest point. Um, yeah, I like Jaseki. He might be my number one. And he looked like NFL ready from his size, from a size standpoint. Um, yeah, so uh, on an old lineman, who we got, you know, who the best old lineman coming out this year? This is a hands down, dog. Go ahead and say it. I can't, what's, I, I can't think of his name. I don't have the joints in front of me, but the dude from Notre Dame. Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson. Uh, Mike, that's who you talking about, Quentin Nelson? Because you Quentin know they Nelson. got two Bamas coming out. Nah, it's Quentin Nelson. No, 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 the tackle, he is not, no. It's Quentin Nelson, because Quentin Nelson's the guard. He's the one that plays inside. And he talk about NFL ready. Just plug him in day one, bro. You good to go. Like off the break, the Bama ready. The other kid you talking about, um, the tackle for Northern, the left tackle. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, okay, he's all right. And then I watched him against some like guys that were like speed rushing them. His feet don't move fast enough for speed rush. And then the NFL, you play left left tackle. You you know that's not gonna work. You're gonna get your quarterback killed. So I don't I don't really trust him that much. I'm going to tell you the one dude that I like that no one's really talking about is Isaiah Wynn out of Georgia. <clears throat> they 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 project him as a as a guard at the next level, even though he played left tackle at Georgia because his arms are like one inch too short to play left tackle. Yeah, he's only 6'2". And he's only 6'2". So he doesn't have a lot of height. And typically left tackles are like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, 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 or 6'8", six, or whatever. And so he doesn't, they don't put him in that in that in that realm but when i watched him on film playing left tackle though and and granted he played in the sec he held his own in every single game like he never looked sloppy he just he just did his job yeah against alabama i don't care who was in the sec he was holding it down and so when i watched him i was like that at a i mean most linemen you watch you see the flaws and that's any prospect but when i watched him i didn't see a whole lot he does well in the run game and he does well in the pass game he does both solid, but he's just six foot two with 33 inch arms, throw 33 and a half arms or whatever. <laughs> so that's like a half inch too long, too short to play left tackle in the NFL. Did y'all look at Orlando Anybody Brown? Else, look, you look at that Orlando Brown. He's an animal, though. He did terrible at the combine, but on the field, he's an but animal. On, yeah. on the film, I, I thought he looked good. Yeah, he is. He's an oh, animal, that though. Bad. But that battle ran slower than my grandmother. He ran slower than my grandmother at the combine, though. <laughs> Come that, on, bro. But he destroying people on the field, though. Destroying people. Pancake and tossing Bama's up on the field. He just <laughs> yeah, he, really, he went to the yeah, combine yeah. like, dog, I'm not doing none of this. He, he did everything at half speed, though. <laughs> he, did. he only did 14 on the bench press at 345 pounds, though. See, that's unacceptable, dog. Unacceptable. Oh, <laughs> he don't care. He got Randy Moss in him, dog. I don't play football, dog, and I can do at least eight to ten. When I was doing the bench <laughs> press, I, I can get more than fourteen reps. I can tell you that much. And, and I'm way, I weigh a lot less weight than him. But you ain't six seven, six five, nah, three thirty. Nah, three fifty though. But a lot of times, though, that type of stuff, like bench press, it does not, it doesn't really mean anything because that doesn't mean it's going to transfer to the. Dog, but you way. need, you need power and strength, dog, at the next level. These I mean, Bamas are in the weight room and they are getting swole. Like these Bamas is but doing everything they can to be stronger than the next. Saquon no, did twenty nine, but... dog. A running back did more than twice as many bench press. I agree. He didn't do enough. I, I understand <laughs> that. I get it. Oh, he didn't do nearly enough. I understand yeah. it's just combine, but that's like a receiver running a six-second forty. It's like, hold on, this is absurd. <laughs> like, you jogging, running backwards? Like, what's going on? Did he, did he, did he, he had to not just can't. Right. Yo, 
<laughs> he ain't do nothing. He ain't go down Florida, work out with the coaches, none of that, dog. This man went to Sizzler, got him a all you can eat steak dinner. <laughs> he still got Sizzler. <laughs> kick, kick his feet up, dog. My <laughs> big boy. Brian in Oklahoma, though. Play Matt. Boss, big boy. Yeah, young, because clearly he ain't care. Because you watch him on he film, he like, you know. Now, he does need to get stronger, though, because sometimes on film, that bull rush. Dog, like, you, you know, have to get strong. He has to get stronger on the field. Like, I agree. I, I, I can Dog, see but he, the thing is, pushed back. So, to me, I feel like he's a product of being bigger than the Batman's he's playing against. Because you can look at the Batman and see he's, he's huge. And sometimes that can have, like, an intimidation factor in your favor. When Bama's like, dog, I can't get around this dude. Like, you know, he's just bigger than me. But at the next level, it's not going to be like that. Everybody's as big as you, son. And, and you know what else he struggles with? If they know you cupcake weak. And not only that, he don't got, he ain't, he ain't the fleet of foot, which is obvious by the 40 time, but he, there's a couple <laughs> times where he just got, <laughs> dog, came off the edge and just was, couldn't even get out of stance real good and he was already getting beat. But if you look at so a lot of, but if you look at Baker Mayfield's tape, a lot of times Baker Mayfield got hot pocket time to throw the football. Hot and a lot of that's because of him protecting that blind side. You know what I'm saying? So you got to give him some credit for that. But he just he definitely needs some things he has to work on. Conditioning, getting stronger on the field, and get his feet. You know what I'm saying? Get better, quicker feet because he's going to get cooked playing left tackle in the NFL. It's just a matter of time. Um so he's definitely one, more of a right tackle type, like a big yeah, baller. Like, yep, he'd probably be a pro baller right tackle day one. But left tackle, like D said, he's definitely going to need some work on technique. What, what, what was the dude that was with Dallas that gave up like eight sacks in a game? Oh, that bum. I, uh, I can't yeah, remember. I, I forget it, man. I, I think you can, you can, you can, like, especially if, you, if the right pass rusher, he might get have you throwing your remote at the TV, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying he he got the tools to to play at the position, right? But just because you had the tools doesn't mean that like you'll be successful doing it. Especially when though I be telling about no, yeah, these players try to feed their families, yeah. You think they they saw you lift the the ball fourteen times? They salivating at the bit to go up against you because they know you <laughs> cupcakes off. I'm just saying they, they better speed, bro. They got a speed rush, though. He's not soft. He's not soft. He's not soft. No, no. I'm going to pick up straight up. It's over. No, he's not soft. That's the thing, though. That's the... He play... He don't play like somebody that benches 14 times on the 225. He don't play like that. He He had to not try. I mean, y'all know that. Y'all know that they, at times, they put too much into the combine anyway. Like you said, like what the tape say. So, right. like if he was, if if the tape like backed up that fourteen bench press, the fourteen reps, like him looking weak or Bama's a job truck that truck him or whatever, then then that might be a problem. But like if if it ain't give him no problems when you watch that film, then I mean I, I feel y'all it should be more or he should have did more, but like. I mean, come on, man. like if if you're not gonna pick him over that, like All right. he got he that's got feel man. strength. That's the difference. He got feel strength, not gym strength. But he has to still get strong. Right, right, right. The field. But I, yeah, this yeah, one's a guy. And he will. You mean, yeah, he will. Yeah, he goes to the strength and the conditioning wherever team he goes to. They're gonna help him with that and help him with his footwork and all that type of stuff. So, mm-hmm. but it's, he has a potential though to be a bust. But the way he showed up at the combine, you you kind of got to show up at a little bit better than that. In my opinion, if you know that's a big stage to be on, you got invited. <laughs> like, don't go if you're gonna do that. That's my, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, just yeah, just don't go. Just don't go. Um, Say you're going, you know, you're not doing a draft or doing a workout right. combine. Do just, yeah, just do done. that. You and Brady, he heard his stock. Batman, I, he, he heard his own money. He heard his own his own cash. Right. Doing sure. that. Now I'm gonna tell you what. There's one dude. Now I, I didn't watch a whole lot of offensive linemen, but this guy in particular, I just, he was a he used to be a wide receiver. Then he went to tight end, and now he plays left tackle. What? God, this Batman. Mill playing this Batman, dog. What you mean he was a wide receiver? Then went to tight end. Tight end, then the tackle. Yeah, so he played wide receiver in high school. Then when he went to Pittsburgh, he went to tight end. And then after that, he went to left tackle the next season and put on like a bunch of weight um 
And you could tell he played tight end because the way he runs on the field, he runs like a tight end that's like th- almost 300 pounds, like a 300 pound tight end. Like he runs real fast. Um, his name is Brian O'Neill. He's probably the most athletic, like left tackle I've seen in this draft from what I looked at today. Um, he has to work on power too, but I watched him against NC State because that's the key because Pittsburgh don't have the, the, the best strength of schedule. But, you know, NC State had crazy pass rushers this past season. You know, everybody's talking about uh, Chubb. And so um, I want to see him go up against somebody like that. And he held his own. I mean, sometimes he got beat because, you know, he's like top four, top three best players coming out in this draft. And he still kind of held his own against him when he was up winning one-on-one. There's other times where he's fat, he has fast enough feet where he can actually hang with his speed somewhat. Um, he has to work on power and stuff like that, but he's a guy that can get like second, maybe third round that could really help a team and maybe like develop. Because a lot of guys that convert to tight end that end up being, I mean, tight end to left tackle happens all the time. They're just not fast enough to play tight end, but they're fast enough to play left tackle or offensive lineman position. Yeah, he looks like he has good leverage. Oh, he's blocking. But that is it. Before we put y'all to sleep, uh, right. Next week we doing wide receivers, yeah. wide receivers. Yeah. My man's my my posse, my crew. Uh, we're doing wide receivers next week. Uh, follow us at OSS980. Uh, you can write us. Uh, you can engage in our conversation. About to put up a poll, to see if OKC can beat the Spurs. We do that this week. Um, look out for OSS TV. Go check out OSS TV on YouTube. Uh, we got more content com- coming on there. Um, uh, and anything else, though? Go go copy some Fresh Rose clothing at freshrose.co. I mean, this joint, I ain't gonna lie, I'm eating this taco salad. This joint on 99 right now. That had gone this joint banging, young. Good. What you got, a Wendy's taco? Yo, take, I mean, taco uh, take, Nah, the wife made take this joint. Take a picture, dog. Take I'm a already, picture. Bro, I'm already halfway through. It's gonna look terrible now. Zane, this don't look right. Yeah. Dog, dog, I need a wife. Dinner time right here for me. You know what I'm saying? Dinner time for me is <laughs> like 6 30, dog. I mean, I said 6 30. I'm like, dang, go on. I got the how am I gonna eat? Yeah. I'm about to eat a hungry man dinner, though. Hey, yo, take a picture of that, dog. Take a picture of the hungry man, Joe. Put that on. Posting on the OSS street, though. Hey, yo, you got to throw the brownie in it. You got to take the brownie out. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. The thing is, yeah. The thing is, the thing is, the thing is, yeah. Real talk, though. Yeah, real talk. It's stuff. My wife don't really care about a lot of stuff. She don't even care, dog. She, yeah, she let me do whatever. But dog, if I did that, she would curb. Like she, she might throw hands. Oh, like, <laughs> like, if you did what? Nah, What's in the picture? I'm a hungry man, dude. No, because it makes yeah. Cause my wife takes pride. My wife, she takes pride in taking care of me, dog. No, she takes pride. She takes pride in taking care of me. Uh, yeah, you just gotta know that job will be a problem. Yeah. Weak, I can get away with a lot of stuff, but if I, I did that, yeah, I, I had to block, dog. I had to hold the B, hold the back and B button, dog. <laughs> hey, yeah. Which one do you have, though? Real talk. Real talk. Yo, he got the got Salisbury it. steak drink, Fried chicken, Joe. But that's what potatoes. The corn. Those are the corn. The potatoes. The corn. Did you so your joint? Do your joint got the brownie or they updated that joint? Yeah, they don't, they don't got, got no dessert, dog. Y'all got, got dessert on the junk, dog. Oh, they don't got the dessert. <laughs> oh, okay. That brownie needs to be hitting. I'd be so sized. Yeah, I'm like, But when you, when you put the junk in the microwave, that junk, they're always like, you'll cook it too long and then the junk is... <laughs> you got to put that chicken in the yeah, oven. you got to follow the instructions, sad, probably. Sad. Yeah, you got to follow... You definitely got to follow the instructions. You definitely know. <laughs> that's like military food. You cannot overcook that job. One minute, over, one, 30 seconds overcooked, dog, and you eating 
brown rice, though. It's just not the same. <laughs> oh. I'm telling you that much. I know. <laughs> I, know. I get it, though. I get it. Like, that's how you get your the man. The visuals, as we know. It's because my wife, dog. My wife, dog. She's a good wife. She take care of me, though. Worse, too. Yeah, she, Do they got yeah, the new ones like the Hunger Man XL or something like that now? Like the XL? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a Hunger Man XL, like it's like an extra large, like. like no, I ain't seen a TV dinner in ten to fifteen years, though. I, I don't even know what they put in them. Just... <laughs> I seen it one time walking by the freezer. I need five hot pockets before I eat a Hungry Man, though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh, oh man. That's too funny. But the mashed potatoes be creamy though. Them joints be like smooth. <laughs> <laughs> that's the box mashed potatoes though. Them joints yeah, be good yeah. though. All right. Um, shout out to Kicking It With G Man. Shout out to Where's Buffy with Kendall Earl and Dale. Shout out to Vegas with Hip Hop Now. Shout out to Sports Talk Tasha. Shout out to. Uh, sports reality with Jeremy John. Shout out to my man Ben and those best. I know we read the hockey playoffs is coming up. Go check him out. And I believe that is everyone. Uh, Aaron, you getting shots up? I think that oh, they still got the pad. They still got the padlocks. They close that down. Dang, though. I'm gonna have to talk to him. You know, I got, I got, I got a little you authority. Have to come. That's what you gonna have to do, though. It ain't enough bodies no more. I don't think. Um. Yeah, man. We out. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak. Fine. See, you do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about. Let me speak. How does that feel? How does that feel?